This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. And happy Tuesday to you. This will be a little bit of an abbreviated program, but definitely have some positives to pass along here in the next 10 minutes or so. Remember yesterday we let off the show with, you know, national champion Romaine Beckford told you he was going to get a lot of celebration. Well, I can tell you that there's a special celebration set up for him at the school today, which I'm sure you'll get videos from. There's also a media session with Mr. Beckford, the national champion today. So you're going to hear some of that audio tomorrow on the program. Because of their finishes at the national meet, both Beckford and Nia Robinson of the women's squad officially gained first and second team All-American status. That was announced by U.S. Track and Field and Cross-Country Coaches Association this week. Now, you get a chance to see a national champion in person. Love the tweet that USF Athletics put out on Monday. And not only is it cool that the school is hosting the USF Bulls Invitational Friday and Saturday, but if you really want to see Romaine Beckford and others up close, You can volunteer at the event. It's kind of an all-hands-on-deck situation. Softball and baseball are both at home this weekend, so there's going to be a lot of staff strewn about the complex on a busy weekend, and that's what volunteers are needed for. So, yeah, go to the Twitter page, at USF Athletics, and get a link to how you can help out. You know, every time, for some reason, they want me to be the javelin catcher. Sorry, that joke never gets old, but there are a lot of different opportunities when it comes to a major track and field event. And again, find out what those are if you are interested at the USF Athletics Twitter page. Definitely interested in the game time, and whereas the men's basketball game times for the NCAA tournament were announced within a couple of hours on a Sunday night, it took until mid-morning on Monday to figure out what was going on on the women's bracket. And well, We kind of suspected, you know, I told you on Monday's show that at the last instant I had a sneaking suspicion that we'd be going to South Carolina again. Well, figured we might be the first game again because Columbia is one of the only hosts on Friday that was in the East time zone. And sure enough, first game of the tournament, 1130, the Bulls be playing Marquette and then that'll be followed by South Carolina. Virginia Tech plays later in the day. They were a possible first game candidate but that's not how it's going to work out. We will focus on Marquette only. We will not talk about South Carolina because last year I think there was a little bit too much looking ahead, maybe by me and perhaps by members of the team, and that didn't end well against Miami. So we will talk a lot more about that matchup on tomorrow's program. But now let's get to some players of the week. In fact, pitchers of the week, both in baseball and softball. And after a couple of their batters, namely Jackson Mayo and Eric Snow, got flat-out snubbed by the American Athletic Conference Weekly Honors, I figured that Nolan Hootie was going to get on the honor roll. Well, I undersold it. Nolan Hootie was the pitcher of the week for what he did last Tuesday against Pittsburgh. Six fantastic charged innings, 10 strikeouts. He left with a bound off the mound and a 10th K, but down one nothing. The Bulls scored a couple of runs and got the win. I think that win propelled Hootie, who his head coach Billy Mole called Houdini, into pitcher of the week territory. Houdini will be going up against Dartmouth tonight. He will get the start. I wouldn't be surprised if Nolan, well, I'd be shocked if Nolan, if he keeps it going, wouldn't end up in the weekend rotation once we get into conference play. But 
For now, it's a two-game set with Dartmouth and a real chance to inch closer to 500. Bulls with the one win over the weekend at Long Beach are now 5-11. and They're in a span of eight games in nine days. And Dartmouth brings to town an 0-7 record. Now they're well-rested. They haven't played since nine days ago, but they have gotten crushed in most of their games. Their team ERA is 11 right now. Today's starting pitcher Tristan Sarcone's ERA is 12.46, and their team batting average is 204 with one home run. So you would think that the Bulls have a pretty decent chance for a win tonight. We'll be on the air at 545, and they'll play again tomorrow at 2 o'clock. As we're recording this, we're still not sure when we're leaving town with women's basketball. Basically, if we leave Thursday, then I'll give you baseball play-by-play on Wednesday, and we'll have softball as well, so stay tuned for more details on that. Softball, meanwhile, Peyton Dixon was an obvious choice for Pitcher of the Week in the conference. Remember, it was a busy week because not just this past weekend with the five contests, but before that, the doubleheader against Penn on Tuesday and a Monday win against Army 2 to nothing. Well, Peyton Dixon struck out nine going way back to last Monday to shut out Army. Then she came out of the pen twice in the doubleheader against Penn and got the win both times, seven innings total, just giving up one run. And then her only game she lost, she had a no-hitter going into the sixth inning. So three complete games, four other appearances for a 5-1 and one record and a save, 32 innings of work, 29 Ks. She had those five walks in the one-hitter against Penn State. Those were her only walks of the entire week in seven appearances. So Peyton Dixon, P. Diddy, as they call her, the obvious choice for AAC Pitcher of the Week. Surely she'll get a start in one of the games tomorrow night, a doubleheader against Sheyu. And we wrap up with men's golf, second place going into today's final round at the Ross Collegiate Classic. Might be tough to catch first place Loyola of Maryland at Southern Pines in North Carolina. 20 under par were the Greyhounds, but the Bulls were right there at 10 under, then Elon 9 under. And they got a player in real contention for the individual championship. That is Shuby Jaglon. He had quite the day, a couple of eagles in it. He was 3 under par, 69 both rounds. Along with his eagle in the first round, he tossed in six birdies. And then in round two, eagled a different hole, the par 5-tenth. Second best showing for the Bulls, turned in by transfer Jake Peacock. A 1 under 71 in the first round, a 2 under 70 in the second round. Sam Nicholson also entered round three in the top 20 individually. He also had an eagle in his day, one under on the first round, even on the second round. So we'll have a complete recap for you on tomorrow's show and hope that the Bulls can sort of get things sparked here in the spring. Again, that's at the Mid Pines Inn and Golf Club, an event where coming into today you had I don't know if you're ever going to have this again. I know they're all from around the same area. George Mason, Georgetown, and George Washington all next to each other on the leaderboard. But that's a little bit underneath the Bulls, and we'll give you their final tallies on tomorrow's program. Also, we'll let you know how women's tennis does. They're playing this afternoon, if you're hearing this, and you're around USF tennis courts, and I know I'll be sliding over there after talking to Romaine Beckford, you'll get a chance to see if the women can make it three matches in a row, and they'll be taking on a conference foe. Cincinnati comes to town at 4-7. and seven. The Bearcats, smartly, are heading from Tampa to Fort Myers to play FGCU in a couple of days. But yeah, the women's tennis team is playing. That one's scheduled for a noon start, and so we'll have a recap of that one for you as well 
on Wednesday's Bulls Beat.